Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's funny, you know, taste. The way things taste with the same ingredient but can be appealing or not appealing depending on their preparation. Today's herb and my taste likes and dislikes are a great example. I've throughout my life hated licorice lollies. My father used to love them and would eat them all the time. My husband loves them and I can't stand them. So you'd think that I'd hate anything made from licorice. Well, in researching this episode of Fabulously Delicious, I found that one of my favourite drinks when I was in my 20s, Uzu, is made from guess what? Yep, that's right, licorice. So why is it that I can love licorice in one form, but hate it in another? Bonjour, this is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast, and we are proudly part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. If you're looking for other fabulous podcasts on subjects like history, news, or even pop culture, then go check out evergreenpodcast.com. Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast, is the podcast that's all about the cuisine that is said to have founded modern cooking. French ingredients and dishes have been the starting block for many of the world's best chefs and cooks. On Fabulously Delicious, you'll learn all about those dishes and ingredients, as well as get to know more about fabulous French foodies. I'm your host, Andrew Pryor. Enchanté. Enchanté. Ten years ago, my life changed when I competed on MasterChef Australia, and now I'm living my best French life right here in the French countryside, of course. Here, life is all about cooking, eating, meeting wonderful food producers, chefs, home cooks, drinking amazing wines, eating some of the over, would you believe, 1,500 French cheeses, yum, and sharing these fabulous experiences with you, my fabulously delicious audience. I hope you're enjoying them. Today, we are continuing the A to Z of French herbs, and today's herb is not usually considered a herb, but here in France, it is. Used to flavour one of the country's most popular liqueurs, and something that Napoleon was considered addicted to. Sit back, turn the volume up. If you're not driving, pour yourself a glass of wine, break a baguette, add a bit of saucisse on maybe, some delicious cheese, and enjoy today's episode of Fabulously Delicious, the A to Z of French herbs, licorice. Licorice is spelled L-I-Q-U-O-R-I-C-E in the UK. And in the US, it's spelled L-I-C-O-R-I-C-E. But in France, it's known as Réglisse and spelled R-E-G-L-I-S-S-E. The word licorice, both the English and US versions, are derived from Anglo-French licorie, which comes from the Latin word licorice, which itself came from the Greek word for sweet root. 
Licorice's botanical name, Glyceriza glabra, comes from the Greek word glabra. Licorice is a flowering plant from the Fabaceae family, or bean family. It's the root of the plant that is harvested for its sweet and aromatic flavour. It's a herbaceous perennial plant that grows to about a metre or 40 inches in height. And its leaves are around about 7 to 15 centimetres in length, or around 3 to 6 inches long. Licorice has long purple to pale blue flowers, and is a plant that has a long pod that forms a fruit that contains its seeds. But it is the root that is most sought after. Many would consider licorice to be a legume or vegetable, but in France it's considered more a herb. It's native to Western Asia, North Africa, and southern parts of Europe. It grows best in well-drained soils in deep valleys with full sun. It's harvested in autumn, usually two or three years after its planting. Its main use is for flavouring confectionery, tobacco, beverages, and also in pharmaceuticals, where it's often marketed as a dietary supplement. The root of the licorice plant inside is yellow and has a complex scent that some adore and, like me, some detest. This scent comes from a variation of different compounds and the sweetness comes from glycerizin, which has 30 to 50 times the sweetness of sugar. This sweetness is different from that of sugar, as it's less tart and it doesn't taste sweet straight away, but the actual sweet taste tends to last longer. There's a legacy of licorice that goes back as far as 2300 BC in China, where the Emperor Shenong had recorded the use of licorice as a magical plant that rejuvenated ageing in men. Licorice was found in Tutankhamun's tomb in Egypt and was a common ingredient in many ancient Greek remedies. Throughout history, many people loved licorice, including Alexander the Great, the Indian prophet Brahma, many Egyptian pharaohs, and the former US president Ronald Reagan, who is said to have loved licorice jelly beans. In France, Napoleon, on his deathbed, is said to have asked for the root to be mixed with his water in a bottle so that he could drink it because he loved it so much. In fact, many people believe that Napoleon was addicted to licorice. He would often have licorice to relieve stomach aches and used it in the battlefield as he believed it calmed his nerves. Fabulously Delicious is a part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And some of the other fabulous shows on the Evergreen Podcast Network are the French History Podcast, where my guest from last episode, Dr. Gary Giraud, explores events and people from three million years ago to the very present in France. Gary Giraud is a historian who has a PhD in modern British and French history. But another great podcast about French history on the Evergreen Network is Les Secles by David Montgomery. It's all about France's history from 1814 to 1914. This apparently is a century in France that was one of both turmoil and stagnation, of revolution and industrialization, of wealth and poverty, 
of colonialism and humiliation. Le Secle podcast and the French History podcast, as well as Fabulously Delicious, are on the Evergreen Podcast Network. You can check them out at evergreenpodcast.com. Licorice is found in a wide variety of lollies, candies or sweets. And in most of these sweets, the taste is in fact reinforced with aniseed oil. This means that the actual content of licorice in these sweets is really quite low. The Kama Sutra recommends licorice in a milk and sugar concoction as an aphrodisiac even. Okay, must try that one out. And in Germany, the gift of licorice sweets covered in chocolate is considered a special and very intimate gift. In Italy, Spain and France, licorice is used in its natural root form and is harvested, washed and then dried and often chewed as a mouth refreshener. Although, I've yet to find a Frenchman chewing on some licorice before going in for a good pash. Culinarily, licorice is often used in the kitchen as an extract. Licorice powder can be added to many dishes and is easily mixed with flour and used in breads, desserts, and sometimes even sprinkled over meats. It's often used in herbal teas and infusions. Uzez in Occitan, France, is not just a gorgeous town, but also, some would say, the home of licorice in France. They have been making licorice candies there in the famous Zan factory since 1862. Zan was founded by Henri Lafont and was owned by Haribo since 1897. Their flagship product was the Stick to Suck, which was composed entirely of licorice extract and whose flattened end was marked Pure Zan Juice. With the rise of transport and the proximity of oozes to the Faculty of Medicine in Montpellier, which was actually the first world faculty of medicine, the licorice trade grew. In Ouse, there is now a candy museum that has been opened since 1996 on the site of these old factories, where they highlight the importance of licorice in all its forms. In Paris, during the 18th century, they used to have a drink, a flavoured tea, that was steeped in licorice and lemons, which was very popular. It was called cocoa. Pastis is a very popular liqueur here in France and can be seen in many carbs, which are bottle shops, supermarkets and stores around France. Pastis is made from licorice and has many similar liqueurs around the Mediterranean, including Ouzo, one of my favorite in Greece, Raki in Turkey, Zembuka in Italy, Iraq in Lebanon, and Mastica in Bulgaria. Pastis is most popular in France in the summer months, and in particular in the south of France. Its name comes from the Occitan word for mashup, and it is usually sold by Ricard, who was the first to sell it commercially. They started selling 17 years after absence was banned in France. It's made from mixing a neutral base of spirit with a licorice flavouring. Many French will have it in cocktails, but the most popular way to enjoy it is on its own with a splash of water and is usually as an aperitif. 
Game of Thrones and House of Dragon writer George R. R. Martin said about licorice, Licorice steeped in vinegar with honey and cloves, it will give you some strength and clear your head. That's it for another episode of Season 3 of Fabulously Delicious. How do you use licorice? Do you cook with it? Let me know by contacting me via Instagram, slide into my DMs at Andrew Pryor Fabulously, or email me contact at andrewpryorfabulously.com. I love to chat with you all. If you share your recipes for licorice with me, I'll give them a go and post on my socials, possibly even my blog, which you can find at andrewpryorfabulously.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, you know what my motto is, whatever you do, do it fabulously. Merci beaucoup and bon app. Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Joe. And, and we're, we're the, the Professional, professional book, book Nerds. Nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy, happy reading! reading.